0: Hello, all guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, taped, uh, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling.
1: I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. And I am your friendly neighborhood, scary, heretofore unseen monster who lives in the basement, but he's totally fucking coming, you guys.
0: We're not going to have to wait too much longer for him. Yeah, I know.
1: We're we're like we're like this close. I can feel it. I at this point like like I have I know enough about I talked about this last time. I know enough about who the fuck Jeff Cobb is now that waiting for Matanza is less like this gigantic mystery for me of like, oh, who, what's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And more just like, okay, When, when is Jeff Cobb showing up in probably some sort of spooky eldritch horror looking mask to murder people? I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting.
0: Yeah, because it is time for more of Lucha Underground. As we are coming down the stretch here. I want, I, I I didn't know. I won't know if I wanted to do this now or talk about like where, how, how close are we actually to the end of the season? I want to go ahead and break down I think five episodes, where right? we're at five episodes ago, but what that means is that tonight we're going to be covering, uh, season one episodes thirty-five and thirty-six. Uh, next time we're here in Lucha Underground, we'll be doing episode thirty-seven, known as Pin Ultimate Lucha, as oh. well as episode as well as episode thirty-eight, Ultimate Lucha Part One, and then. Oh. The season finale, episode 39, is Ultima Lucha Part 2, which is a special two-hour episode of Lucha Underground. And they will, the special two-hour season finale will be a thing the rest of the entire series. That's a
1: big boy. That's like eight hours of season finale. God damn, that's a lot of hours of season finale. I will say, it does slightly bother me that it's, 39 episodes just shy of like a nice round 40 like at least it's divisible by 3. It's a, it, we ain't a dealing with no prime number up in here but like ugh.
0: they never had they never had like a nice round number of episodes. Fucking
1: fucking L-Ray network over here being like, "Yes, we will give you bizarrely numbered seasons."
0: This is why they this is why L-Ray is in the is in the crap shape it's in because of bullshit
1: like this. Because the seasons are just they don't hit the Goldilocks ratio. They we don't get the round numbers. They're either just too long or just too short. Ah. uh. Anyway,
0: yeah. So to, leading into tonight, um, uh, what happened last time we were here is uh, Superfly in cell posted a lot, and yes. Yes. then beat Sexy Star. Rip,
1: rip. Yeah, the dumbest bullshit ever of. Of Superfly coming in and, like, kind of squashing Sexy Star, which is bullshit. And I refuse to suspend my disbelief that Ultimate Jobber Superfly just happened to get super-duper strong TM purely off of incel rage. But, okay.
0: Yeah, fuck that.
1: Fuck that. Uh,
0: Aerostar became the third possessor of a medallion.
1: Yeah, and, I know all uh, the all the like all the kind of like cool mid card like cult faves who you wouldn't imagine like getting all that much accolade. Just keep getting these fucking medallions, which again I maintain as always definitely fucking cursed.
0: Yeah, so so far we've had Phoenix, uh, though he has not been seen since, since he, uh, he was died. murdered.
1: Since since, since since he was since, murdered. Since since fucking Mil Muertes was like. Hey, Phoenix, that's a nice life you got there, but what if you just, like, didn't?
0: Yeah, but it's te- Phoenix technically has one of the medallions, and then Jack <laughs> Evans has a medallion, and Aerostar has a medallion. And I will go no. ahead and say is that tonight we're going to get some more medallion stuff going.
1: Oh shit. I mean, we got a lot of medallions to dish out in a short period of time. So, like, unless they're, like, going to carry that medallion shit that the medallion quest over to season two, which would be a wild thing for them to do. We got a lot of medallions dish out in a short period of time. We got to, we got to get all those motherfuckers out so we can see exactly how they're cursing, exactly how they're going to screw over every single person who possesses one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yes. So then we had a number one contenders match for the Lucha underground championship from Ultima Lucha. Mil Muertes, you know, beat Drago. And so, Drago versus Prince Puma is a no go, but Prince Puma versus Mil Muertes is a go go.
1: So the question is, will Mil Muertes now look at Prince Puma and go life end. He's gonna try. He's gonna he's gonna do his damnedest. Prince Puma is a slippery motherfucker. That boy, that he, I mean, I mean, he's strong. Don't get me wrong. He can he can wrestle with the best of them. He's He's beaten machines. He's beaten swaggering, strutting assholes. He's beaten a a man with very sexy long hair that always seems to find a way to blow in the wind inside of the Underground Fight Temple. Can he beat the zombie man? We find out.
0: Well, speaking of swaggering assholes, uh, Chavo Guerrero... Yes. Uh, use his 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 uh, cash in his favor from Dario to get himself a Lucha Underground Championship match, and he still kind of got owned.
1: Yeah, it's so fucking. It's still so fucking stupid. This, this whole chavo thing is is it's great, but it's also so funny to me that he's just he, like like he's a lying, cheating, stealing asshole because he's a Guerrero, and what's the difference between those two? sentences guerrero and lying cheating stealing asshole but he's also kind of this goof this excitable overconfident goof who's like yeah i can totally just take on mil Muertes, who is who was just known to murderize people yeah i can totally just escape scot-free from being hunted down by the entirety of mexico yeah i can just casually pit um i fucking who was it Blue Demon and Who Else against each other and so, so and Tejano against each other so they're not going after me. Like, he's just he's just kind of this like almost cartoony goofball in, in just how many like Machiavellian machinations he has running at the same time. And I really hope to God we get to see all of them collapse in on him in like wily e. coyote-esque fashion. Mm-hmm.
0: You bring that's a good point to bring up is Tejano beat Delavar Divari again. And yes. then at the end of the episode, uh, you know, Conan came to Tejano in the locker room and was like, I'm banned from the ringside in this match, but you can interfere all you want. And so he whooped, helped whoop Chavo's ass and was like, Mexico's still coming for you, you piece of shit. <laughs> and then Chavo Guerrero decided to needle Blue Demon Jr. and be like, hey, Have you ever considered that you're a big bitch and a loser, (laughs) and the crowd likes Tejano as the face of Mexico more than you? And uh, and Blue Demon's like,
1: shut up! I'm Mexico. Which is so fucking random. May I add, like, of all the people you're going to try to convince Blue Demon to be like jealous of for the crowd's affection, it's recently turned Tejano, not like cultural hero icon. Alberto Alpatrone, or ultimate good guy forever, happy, perfect baby face, Prince Puma, or any of the well, other, well, like, the thing, really... Well,
0: the thing is, is none of those other people have beef with Chavo, so Chavo doesn't really care.
1: But, like, He's why is to Blue Birds Demon for it? You th- you'd think, like, he'd be like, I mean, yeah, Tejano's okay, but, like, does he get that much of a pop, like, compared to some of his contemporaries?
0: I don't think this show has established Blue Demon as a
1: particularly smart person. The, the show hasn't established Blue Demon at all. They've thrown him in and had him get his ass kicked a few times. Then he disappears and just kind of shows back up again and gets his ass kicked. again. There is no establishment to be had at all. Just well, none.
0: Well, you're not wrong, but also don't expect much. Um,
1: sad. Extremely sad.
0: Uh, Drago uh Defeated Hernandez by DQ after Hernandez uh, accosted a fan and stole his belt and started whipping Drago with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, which again you you have told me to expect that fucking that, fucking that fan is gonna become a player in all of this so I'm look, I'm excited to see where the fuck that goes.
0: Yeah, uh, that definitely leads somewhere to where all that
1: was going. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, uh, I'm i wondering what that's going to be.
0: Alberto El Patron beat Marty the Moth Martinez. I continue to be gaslit about who the baby face is.
1: In this, <laughs> uh, Alberto El Patron, Johnny Mundo story. I know. Um, I still don't understand the, like, aggressive Gaslighting from the show about this Why? Why are they doing this to us? They're like, hey yeah If you watch the show, Alberto Patron's an asshole Then he comes out in front of the crowd They're like, hey, everybody loves this guy Hey, he's a, still, he's a fucking hero Everybody loves Alberto Patron Boo Johnny Mundo He threw our, our good guy hero Through a window So that means he's evil And has done one of the few things that can actually piss off This extremely bloodthirsty audience
0: Mm-hmm uh, Marty the Moth, meanwhile, continues to be creepy and uh, swear that he is a member of the Moth tribe. Uh, press X to doubt at this point in time.
1: Huge X to doubt.
0: Uh, meanwhile, uh, in events that have only happened backstage so far is Mil Muertes and Katrina went around and was like, you we're going to beat y'all up because death is coming for you all to like three different people. Uh, they, they it did really make those rounds, of, dude. They did it to Chavo and Puma, uh, before their title match, but then also they did it, uh, to team fun and dysfunctional, the tag team champions, threatening them with the disciples of death.
1: Oh yeah. The, which again will be really funny if the fucking disciples of death end up stealing, the trio's tag belt like these unknown these unnamed masked imagine sidekicks just kind of like stumble their zombified asses into being trio's champs imagine the, the buddies being
0: like. tag team champions
1: that yeah like what the fuck would that even look like like what would their promos look like would it just be katrina standing there being like, yeah, you want to, you want a piece of these scary motherfuckers, and they're just back there, like twitching and like <laughs> pulling their belts, stealing electricity they're like, they're from the building. Yeah, they they, they they're, they're like building up electric charges on the metal of the of the belt, and just like anyone who comes near, just kind of like sends a like, zzz, zzz, zzz.
0: yeah but that is where that's going for the moment um for this episode next two episodes it is fuel to the fire and the beginning of the end
1: beginning of the damn they, they're really winding up with um one of these titles like beginning of the end and then penultimate lucha and then the like Ultima lucha they're they're really like ultimate lucha it is you ready guys it's it's super close, It's almost on like- can you can you believe it?
0: Yeah. And so the the uh fuel to the fire, I'll go ahead and read the description here of it. Alberto El Patrone and Mundo face each other. The two will team up with three others in a Atomico's tag team match.
1: Atomico's
0: Yes. Uh let me quickly check my rule book. Of what that means. Uh, but I think it means... Uh, I guess it just means it's four-man teams is Atomicos.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: I was wondering if there are any specific rules, but no, it looks like four-man... It's just a word for a four-man team in Lucha Libre is Atomicos.
1: Okay. That uh, sh- Sure, sure. Don't know why, but sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that we'll be covering those two episodes. And if you would like to watch along with us, well, get fucked, really.
1: Yep. Internet um, Archive, motherfuckers. Yo-ho, yeah, yo I
0: mean, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, officially, uh, you can, you know, uh, iTunes and Amazon uh, Prime Video probably have it available for purchase, or you can just pirate it like we are. There's yep. no streaming service that really allows you to watch it anymore
1: yeah because fuck tubi am i right
0: yeah uh fun weird fact uh for you the beginning of the end was filmed before fuel to the fire
1: what hmm. that must have been very by confusing one, for the audience
0: by one day you know april 11th they filmed to begin- get 2015 they filmed the beginning of the end april 12th i wonder 15, if they had 5. like
1: audience members that came to both and like they're fucking cutting promos uh for during fields of the fire to lead into beginning of the end and their audience are going like, wait, didn't we just like watch that yesterday? What the fuck? It's
0: absolutely as someone who's been to shows that are taped. It definitely is weird about that. Sometimes like going like when I went to SmackDown and they filmed the, and they filmed main event before SmackDown and they're like this Friday on SmackDown. I'm like, what uh, are we already we did talking this. about?
1: <laughs> what? And
0: what? Or like uh, when I was at the at the at the Dynamite in Columbus a couple weeks ago, they did the promo between uh, Madison Rain and Jade. Yeah, The Rampage stuff. But that was for taped for a special Thursday a night special episode elevator. of Dark. So they're on they're on co- promo talking about yeah tomorrow night on Rampage.
1: Oh, oh I know. Like, eh. that's what? a. That's no. Uh-uh. And I was like, is this promo
0: only for the crowd? Because that doesn't make sense, except that also doesn't make sense because tomorrow night is not Rampage. Make
1: it make sense.
0: And then I was like, oh, they're having a date on Thursday. So, yeah, they ought to have to pretend that whatever day it airs is the day it was filmed. So it can get oh, weird
1: sometimes. Wibbly, what... Name something more wib- wibbly wobbly timey wimey than fucking pro wrestling. I'll wait.
0: I mean, do we do 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 do? do nah, do, 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 do.
1: doesn't hold a candle to the time travel shenanigans that wrestling can pull off. Let me tell you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is again, we'll be watching season one, episode thirty-five and thirty-six of Lucha Underground, and in the back half, we'll come back and talk with you about it.
1: Fuck yeah, let's do it.
0: And we are back. Uh, we have just finished Lucha Underground Season 1, Episode 35 and 36, Fuel to the Fire and the Beginning of the End.
1: Goddamn, dude. I feel like I say this every time we watch Lucha Underground, but like even more so, ramping up to Ultima Lucha, this shit was wild. I think, uh, again, I say this every time, but I think even wilder, this is the wildest like L.U.'s gotten. Uh, at least, at least in a hot minute, I took so many notes because so much wacky shit was crammed into these two episodes. Everything's going into overdrive, leading into the season finale, boys.
0: I mean, yeah, definitely, everything is 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 popping off, and we are we are setting up for Ultima Lucha. This is probably about when I was I watched this show as it originally aired. Oh, uh, really? You you
1: like popped on like right at the end of season one.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah, pretty much. Oh I had boy, to go imagine I walking into this
1: show I, around, yeah, like... I
0: did go back for the rest of season one.
1: Because you were like, wow, a lot of crazy shit's happening that I have absolutely zero context for.
0: I just, like, st- I think I just, like, saw people talking about it on the internet, and I, like, hunted down the L Rey network, and then well, watched yeah, it. Yeah,
1: because, like, th- this show, more than any other, like, kind of modern wrestling show is so fucking serialized and the lore is so deep that you have to like you this is this is one of those things like this does not treat every episode as somebody's first episode you start from the fucking beginning or you are going to be lost
0: yeah does not follow stan lee's old philosophy of comic
1: book writing no no (laughs) not at all
0: but imagine if it did
1: for a moment. Oh my what, god! Im- Fucking imagine, ima- like-
0: imagine if every episode opened with someone monologuing about what happened in the last episode.
1: And and then like throughout the episode, you had like, uh, th- like they mentioned something about Penta's maestro and. It this is like a little fucking like text blur that pops up like go back to Luch Underground season one episode five to learn more about uh about the mysterious Pentagon Junior and the master that he serves like that like like we're just like throwing up little like fucking continuity notes throughout just to make sure yeah. everybody's updated on this dense bullshit
0: like how every time to- every Spider Man comic opens with him swinging through the city every episode opens with Drago flying through the city.
1: Well, not flying, falling with style, and and practicing with his nunchucks. Do you think would, Drago pra- practices, his, practices with his nunchucks in midair?
0: That seems unsafe.
1: It does, but he also seems like the kind of try-hard who would do both.
0: Uh, sadly, I don't think this show will ever confirm or deny that he does that.
1: I think that's lame. I want to fucking bad green screen shot of drago like flying through the air like i want it blatantly obvious that it that it's a green screen shot i want there to be like green fuzz all around drago's outline i want him to look like slightly disproportionate to like the fucking cityscape they have him flying above i want i want the whole shebang just so we can get a shot of drago practicing with his nunchucks in midair give it to me Give me the bad the, the bad green screen effects. I need it in my life.
0: Yes. Uh, but let's actually get back to the episodes in question. Just thought, fun thought experiment idea of like, what if Stan Lee
1: wrote Lucha Underground? This whole fucking show was a thought experiment. Anyway.
0: Yeah, so we start in uh in the dojo, in Pentagon oh. Junior's Dojo.
1: Yeah, and contra is training, and off the bat I had to laugh because Part of it is as part of his like fucking training routine, his uh martial arts practice set or whatever, he includes the fucking Cerro Miedo pop. And I'm like, wait, is that like part of his like part of his move set? Is that like a fucking jutsu he has to practice or something? Like, why does he look like he's exerting so much effort that he goes, Sarah Miedo, like like, he's, like, his hand is vibrating as he, like, twists it downward. That wrist has been working on that pop all fucking day. Oh, my God.
0: It's an essential part of his, of his, uh, routine.
1: Wait, you just... you go up to Penta yeah. training and you go, is he, you know... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fucking, the fucking... <laughs> the wrist going down, but it's the Cerro Vieto pop. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so dumb. Oh my yeah. god, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever said on this show. Holy shit, we're off to a great start.
0: Yeah, so he is in the dojo, he's training, and then he starts praying to his master. My ace and, and he 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 wants to fight vampiro to sacrifice him to his master, but vampiro's a coward. What's he Excuse gotta do?
1: You. Excuse you, he wants to fight Ian Hodgkinson.
0: That, uh, yeah, he does name drop Ian Hodgkinson, uh, Vampiro shoot real name, which yeah. becomes a plot point throughout the epi- the two episodes here. So
1: goofy. I love it. Yeah. And I love how it sounds coming out of his mouth, too. Ian Hodgkinson. Hodgkinson. Like, he tries so hard to make his saying the name Ian Hodgkinson sound intimidating, even though he clearly is like mocking it. He's still trying to make it sound intimidating. And it's just, it's just, but you're saying the name Ian Hodgkinson in, like, a creepy voice. This is mm-hmm. just fu- This is only funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, the ma- His master says that the- he should destroy Vampiro. You and need to Pen-
1: destroy him. You need to destroy his spirit. Like, we have the deep voice maestro. Like, the, the pit shifted to hide the true identity.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pentagon wants to destroy him in the ring. But he won't do it. And his master suggests that you must go after his ego. And pe- this is when Pentagon does say that Ian Hodgkinson will be his sacrifice.
1: God. Ah uh, yes. Shooty shoot shoot. That we we love we love our we love our work shoots, including. Not
0: not what I would not who I would have expected to do this drop of the shoot name to show how serious business this is. <laughs>
1: Nah, man, uh, you know. if if Penta's maestro is the type that highly values broken arm bones, I have it doesn't remotely surprise me that he also values like the destructive, embarrassing, humiliating power of your shoot name, which to be fair, when your name's Ian Hodgkinson and you're covering up with the name Vampiro. Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> So this is the first time we've seen the master, so to speak.
1: Okay, see and... him. We see his legs in shadow and like I said, his voice is insanely pitch shifted. Although I did hear what was distinctly an American accent. Like I did not hear like any any like um Hispanic twinge to it or anything. So that's interesting.
0: I can't make any comments. I already know who this is. So... Yes.
1: I know you know. Yeah. But for but... me, I'm I'm wondering like how the fuck that factors in and like it's it's doubly funny that his master sounds like he has a clearly American accent when this is the whole like Penta comes from fucking samurai training in in Japan. So eh. he must have dragged in a member of the Bullet Club or some shit. I don't fucking know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh. Oh shit. Doc Gallows is uh, <laughs> his is his master. <laughs>
1: I have no point of reference for that, for, the, for that, but but yes.
0: Yeah. If, if you know, you know.
1: I, I, Ladies and gentlemen, and those who lie betwixt, I do not in fact know. <laughs> what a noob. I, damn, damn. You'd think that's like what half of our show was called or something.
0: <laughs> All right. But we, as I was, my point was we are getting close. We have the first time meeting the master and we are getting close to the reveal. A master. The master is
1: reborn. We <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: we're gonna so have a fucking come- TARDIS showing up on set or something soon. Anyway, ah,
0: uh, that would be something. It would be wild. Amazing. Maybe in the comic books.
1: You know, I feel like Doctor Who would be ripe for a for a fucking crossover with Lucha Underground. That'd be magical. Anyway,
0: yeah, abs. Mm. Which Doctor though?
1: Oh. Okay, there are a few options here. I feel. All right. Um, mm-hmm. uh You could do you could do Third Doctor because he liked to do his He'll like, do the kung fu fighting. He'll do the
0: Venusi and Akito all over the temple.
1: Yeah, he liked his kung fu fighting. Uh, I feel like I feel like Sixth Doctor would be would love like all the fucking insane costumes and would be like really uppity about luchador culture like mm-hmm. just really pompous about how much he knows about it um 10, ten feels like an obvious one to put because he's like the young guy 10 and 11 both kind of like feel like they would fit in the audience of a wrestling show and i feel like i feel like we can have 12 like um uh we can we can have 12 being like the old wrestling fan uh, like he's super into like the, all the fucking like classics. Like he's really rooting for Blue Demon Junior. Actually, I could also see Thirteenth Doctor like wholesome posting all over. Like, like she's she's always rooting for the she's she's always rooting for for like the babyest of baby faces. She has a fucking heart to heart with Sexy Star. Yeah, she about, would love Sexy Star. She would. Oh, love she would eggs. love Sexy Star, dude. I feel like I feel like Thirteenth Doctor hanging out with Sexy Star would be so goddamn perfect. Which is but, uh, which is perfect because sexy stars beefing with Penta. So actually, I think we found it.
0: We have cracked the case.
1: Absolutely, Sasha
0: Dewan is the master. Is ah, yes, yeah. master.
1: And we're all gonna say, "Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my! What a what? Oh, brother!"
1: I love alienating our audience. Is this, is this time it's for my, my favorite thing to do?
0: Is this where I start doing the Doctor Who hot takes? If we're talking about Thirteenth Doctor, Thirteenth Doctor is good. The the, the 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 her era is good. I, I will hear no arguments to the contrary. I am right. So Absol- absolutely not. All right, let's let on to the re back to the show. The first absolutely. we are at the first match of the show yeah. of the Mac versus Cage.
1: Yeah, we got to settle this beef.
0: Yeah, um I made a note that on commentary, uh, one of them, I think Striker called the Mac Lucha Ron Funches. What? Ron Funches the comedian?
1: I I do not know who that is. Oof. Well, great.
0: <laughs> well, he's a stand-up comedian, he's very funny. And and uh-huh. But the Mac and cage they pretty much have some beefy boys, but also they can do the flips' Mac. The
1: flips' Mac. Dude, the fucking work rate in this match mm. was insane. Holy shit, there was... Those boys were going to work. They were flipping all over the goddamn place. I love seeing beefy boys get all acrobatic. And, oh yeah, you could feel the beef between the two. They just wanted to... Kick each other's asses. Mm-hmm.
0: This truly feels like a beef that started with throwing each other into
1: lockers. <laughs> you, you humiliated me at school. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I yeah. I, 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 honestly, that fits for. I, could can see Cage being like the the high school jock who is a massive bully and like. Mac hangs out with the nerds, but he's also really beefy and he's like standing up for his friends who otherwise can't fend for themselves. Like, yeah, that 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 dynamic kind of scans. Mm.
0: Um, I wrote Vampiro's Bizarre Guardian Angels rant, but I don't remember. Now I now looking back, I don't remember anything about
1: it. He had a Bizarre Guardian Angels rant. Fucking and Stryker made a fucking honey badger meme reference.
0: He did is he i think called. he called like will some either vampiro or striker called like like mac like a honey bear and striker transitioned this and like well you know honey badger you know you know what they you say know what they about say about honey
1: badgers like, and there's just nothing dude, else like fuck off. god this was this was a li- god what when was this what 2014 2015 2015 the Honey Badger meme was dying so hard. Is Striker really that... Ac- the that Honey
0: Badger meme was big when I was in high school, and I graduated in 2013. So, this is an ancient
1: meme. Well, you know what? It fits with the rest of the ancient Aztec medallion bullshit. So, maybe maybe just broadly, the, the temple has a whole thing for like retro shit and nostalgia. Uh, just, a, just as an unspoken rule, every we all only ancient things in in this temple. Ancient Aztec medallions, ancient memes. Yeah, you get the picture. But uh, I I can confirm that,
0: that there is not an, the ancient Aztec honey badger tribe. Not not <laughs> part of the seven.
1: Fucking boo! There's a moth, but not an ancient Aztec honey badger. Fuck no. out of here! I,
0: I, I, I. We keep talking about. it. I almost wanted to say all the tribes, but like a, half the tribes show up as characters later, and so I don't want to. I almost don't want to tell you what the seven are supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, fair
1: enough. Fair enough. I mean, and I imagine I we're they're... gonna get like lizards at some point, but that's about all I know. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, this might have been the Charlie's Angel rant, or it might have been something else, but. Stryker was saying, or Vamp was saying something, something, something. I'd give Mac a pair of glasses so I'd know where he was looking if I were talking to him. Yeah,
0: this is part of the Guardian Angels rant.
1: Yeah, what the fuck does that mean, Vampiro? I'd give Mac, like, he was talking if he were with the Guardian Angels, and if they were, like, walking along the street, and they encountered Mac on the street, and Vampiro would... Give Mac a pair of glasses so he would know where Mac was looking if he were talking to Mac. But what? What is yeah. that? You would give him a pair of glasses so you could know where he was looking. Is it hard to tell without glasses where somebody's. I feel like that you just. You see the eyes all the same. What does what this yeah, mean, I Vampiro? I don't
0: get the joke. Also, for those of you who don't know, the Guardian Angels are a, vol- a non-profit volunteer organization with the goal of preventing uh, unarmed crimes. They basically just patrol around and assist local law enforcement.
1: With I wonder, finding crimes. I wonder if that's <laughs> a sure. comment on the Max race. Well, I sure hope not. I would like to think not, but like, Fast made some weird fucking comments, both about Mac and just in general. There was the whole like weird ableism shit they were doing of several episodes. He, back. he was
0: real. He was real. He was real sure that Big Rick was stupid.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, like you said, it could just be that he's the big beefy boy, but like he sure doesn't say that about other big beefy boys. Yeah, he doesn't
0: like call Hernandez stupid.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, he calls he calls Hernandez a bastard, to be sure. True. But I I still don't fucking understand Vampiro's, like, moral compass. Because he's clearly supposed to be a face, but sometimes he's just a dick to the other faces for no reason.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of like however his personal feelings are is basically what he just says.
1: Yeah, you know, they're not handed scripts. or <laughs> Vamp is just expressing his own, like, IRL work or shoot feelings. On all of these people.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Honestly, I I can
1: see that. That that feels very vampiro
0: Yeah, in in the match here is Cage hits his big discus lariat and Matt kicks out of it. And then uh Mac dodges a I think it was a kick from Cage and he rolls him up for the W. Oh yeah. Matt pinned Cage. The dude.
1: uh, The tricky tricky shit
0: only I felt like oh, i was the second person in Luch underground to pin cage
1: yeah that's why i was not expecting that i was expecting cage to kick max ass mm-hmm.
0: and cage is pissed oh so. my
1: i literally have that same note i literally have uh cage is pissed he's so fucking he's so fucking angry that he look like he's like god damn it i lose i lose to puma and now it's all downhill and I'm getting I'm getting bullied by the people I used to shove into lockers. He's, he's, he's fixing to shove Mac into so many fucking lockers after this dude. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, this this is not over between the Mac and Cage. Uh. Not
1: by a long shot. There's, be- <laughs> Have they announced uh, a, an Ultima Lucha fight between the two of them?
0: Not at the moment. I have the Ultima Lucha card they have announced so far. But okay. when that when they bring it up, I think next episode when they run them down,
1: I feel like we might get some Mac Cage parto doso at the next uh, the next episode announced for for Ultima Lucha, because this feels like <laughs> a beef that's only getting bigger. You know, you yeah. know, Brian Cage is not a man typically known for his ability to um, let things go.
0: no. Not, not at all. Not,
1: not particularly in his skill set. I mean, welcome to pro wrestling, but like him in particular, he does, he doesn't, he doesn't take loss well. Anyway,
0: no. So after that, we cut backstage, and Katrina is walking around in the darkness, lurking, as it was, and she comes up to Son of Havoc, who is getting his title belt out of his locker.
1: Oh yeah, Ka- Katrina is here to just. Fuck with Son of Havoc more, and yeah, you know she, she's...
0: Like, she like pokes him in the back and then spoofs away and then and then teleports in front of him.
1: It's so broken that she gets fucking teleportation powers too. You know, maybe that's why they just like don't let, That's why she doesn't go in ring because she'd be like too broken, too op. It's too.
0: It's yeah. They nerfed her for the in ring so she can't.
1: Every her. time you try to pin her, she just poofs fucking out. Yeah, and she's like, actually, I'm on top of you, bitch. Ah, how the hell does that even work? what the hell Uh, by god
0: that jezebel that 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 bloody jezebel Jezebel Jezebel
1: just just disappeared out out of that pin how'd you do that
0: jim ross jim ross commentating lucha underground
1: (laughs) oh no that would be a time
0: Thank God that thank, didn't happen. Thank
1: God. Uh, um, uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> she Katrina. Katrina
0: says, "Soon, my disciples of death will will be after your gold, but tonight, death comes for you."
1: And then we see Evilise behind her, and Evilise is like, Ivalice. "Hey, what are you doing? That's that's my rag doll to abuse." Get, hey, hey. Get, get away! Hey, only I'm hey, hey, hey. allowed to be physically hey. and verbally abusive to Son of Havoc.
0: And so she tries to like push at, push at Katrina. Katrina teleports out, so that instead, Evaice actually pushes into uh, Hav, Son of Havoc, and yes. we do the we do the classic rom com bitty here of oh yeah, Evilise falls on top of Son of Havoc, and then Angelico walks in. And he's like, oh, God, I hope you two aren't getting back together. And then and they, they both go, look at like, him and go, shut up.
1: up! Honestly, that was it. That was it. Dude, I fucking love Fun and Dysfunctional. With all of my heart, they have no right being as charming, as charismatic, and as abjectly fucking lovable as they are and I'm so sad we're going to w- see them stripped of their titles to the fucking putties. Fuck out of here.
0: Darkness will fall
1: darkness over Lucha. Across and- the land. Well, no, not Lucha darkness be because those motherfuckers love nothing more than doing zappy zappy lightning and, and lighting up the room real bright. So I feel like it's the uh, kind of exact opposite of, of darkness. Darkness is lightning. Lightning is darkness. Ah yes, that 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 very that very common of like truisms. Absolutely, darkness is lightning, and lightning is darkness. You know that common saying that everybody knows. everybody knows
0: it. Everybody knows
1: that darkness is lightning, and lightning is darkness. Come on now.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I turned
1: that... Mickey Mouse there, but anyway.
0: Oh, lightning is darkness! Ha! Nope,
1: nope, nope. Moving on.
0: Can I get? Can I? Can I get this show on? Can the rights to this show go on Disney Plus? Aha. Oh God!
1: The mouse. The mouse controls all seven Aztec medallions. Dude, I feel like Mickey Mouse and Dario Cueto would make great bedfellows. Actually, you forgot the eighth Aztec tribe:
0: the mouse. <laughs>
1: and then and then mickey just like snaps his fingers and matanza's head just like falls clean off there can only be one eldritch monstrosity here bitch (laughs) christ what were we talking about we're in a we're in a weird mood tonight buddy but i kind of love it
0: yeah what Okay, so this
1: podcast, dude, none of this podcast is at its best when it's utterly on him. So honestly, this is probably for the best.
0: Yeah, so, okay. We had the bit in the locker room.
1: Mm-hmm. Just,
0: okay. After that, we cut back to the ringside and it is explained the Vampiro will be having doing another one of his sit down interviews with Pentagon Jr. I'm sure it's going to go great. Yeah, that's um a choice why are we doing why are we doing this because dario said ratings so you're gonna you're gonna interview him
1: is is that i mean i guess that's right ra- actually you know what never mind this this is the most like psychopathic audience in all of wrestling history and that includes like fucking ecw that actually makes sense for for ratings but like she mm-hmm. but like Vamp begins the interview... This is where, like, it gets weird off the bat. Because Vamp begins the interview giving a very heartfelt apology to Penta for, like, getting in his business or whatever. Like, that's not my place. I shouldn't do... But, like, normally I I think white knighting is cringe. But I feel like going up to bat for Sexy Star here and, like, ever since then, Penta being the aggressor against you is not the thing... You need to apologize for. Are you? Have you really become that fucking conflict-averse, Ian? Well, he
0: swears he's he's, he's got a, he's a family man now. We'll we'll, we'll get to that part, uh, but he does apologize for his actions because he feels that he is an announcer now. He is not a wrestler. It's not his place to go like trying to fight people. Uh, Vampiro asks the Pentagon who his master is. Uh, Penta just stays silent. And he's like, "Well, I kind of expected that that you wouldn't answer that one." So we're just—you yeah, really just asking the question on.
1: for like shits and giggles. He's like, "Vamps uh, over here, like following the interview philosophy of you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." Am I asking yeah. information that you definitely won't give out? Sure, but you might. But, but what if might. he did?
0: What if he did say if, something? What if he uh, did uh, say something uh, about uh, it?
1: JK, JK. Unless. Unless.
0: Uh he then, he calls um, Pentagon Jr. violent, aggressive, that he likes to hurt people, and obviously cut in, we get flashback cut-ins of Pentagon doing his Pentagon-y things.
1: Yeah, no, we, we we just get, we just get, like, yeah, remember that time Pentagon tried to, like, murderize people? Yeah, it was fucked up, wasn't it? Here it all is again!
0: Yeah! And Vampira says he gets it. He He understands that kind of being like that because he reminds him of a younger version of himself. And it is this point, Pentagon actually decides to start talking. And he agrees with the assessment that Vampiro used to be that kind of guy. How, but he wants to know now who Vampiro is. Is he Vampiro or is he a coward? And Vampiro loses his shit
1: at the suggestion that he is a coward oh my god it's so like first of all like penta turns this shit around like no you're being interviewed and then so he like he's like actually ian let's talk about you what is it that you're like what 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 is it that that, that is wrong with you are you just a coward and vamp goes fucking fuck. vamp who not like two seconds ago was going was giving penta a heartfelt apology for getting in his face and when penta's like not talking he's like all right that, that's all right brother penta's like hey i think you're a coward oh you fuck you i you you just said what i i i am not a coward
0: now, he 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 like reiterates like, man, if he was still that guy, he would put Penta in the ground uh, if he if he, he is not a coward, but he is trying to say he isn't that guy anymore that he has lost his family, he lost friends. He's over his career. He's lost friends. He's lost family. All he's got left is his daughter. He is a better man now. He is not want to be the kind of violent dude he was as a wrestler. And Pentagon doesn't give a shit about any of that. Actually, yeah,
1: Pen- yeah, I I don't understand why he thought this these attempts at like reasoning with Penta's humanity would come through when this is the man who just likes to break people's arms and potentially give them like fucking career ending injuries. Like, I feel like you should know, vamp, that he don't he don't give a shit. Why are we making appeals here? You. It's not going to work. You know it's not going to work.
0: So Pentagon, he pretty much spends the rest of the interview needling Vampiro, calling him weak and pathetic, and he challenges him at Ultima Lucha, and he wrecks the set. He throws the chair. He gets right up in Vamp's face, but still in the end. He's like, you can throw a tantrum, so can I. But Vampiro, in the end, refuses to hit him. And, and Pentagon Jr. walks off the set.
1: Fucking rage quits the, the interview. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So, then we uh, we get back to match two of the show. Mil Muertes versus Son of Havoc.
1: Which is a match we're doing for some reason. Don't know why the fuck Havoc would sign up for this, but K.
0: I mean, does anyone sign up for anything in the temple? You kind of just get told. To, to an extent. Like, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you can, like, request stuff, but I don't think anyone is allowed to opt out of anything.
1: Yeah, I... I sh- sure, sure. All right. Yeah, so his, like, Dario-mandated, probably, match against Mill, uh, and... <laughs> com- yeah, uh, as 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 the, the... Jesus, words. Son of Havoc <laughs> is making his entrance with the rest of his team, And Vampiro says something about dysfunctional. I was like, say the line, Vampiro. And then he didn't say
0: it. No, he does not. Uh, I made an immediate note that uh, Eva Lee is on her crutches again after seeming to be fine backstage earlier. Yeah, wonder wonder why that is.
1: Yeah, uh, is she just like faking it for sympathy points at this point?
0: No, this was a joke about how this was... T- the matches were taped in April. Oh, and the yeah. backstage bits would have been taped months later when her leg was fine. Oh, shit. I was I pointing out a continuity error.
1: Oh, no! Not the continuity errors! Somebody ring the continuity alarm.
0: I hope somebody was fired for that
1: blunder. Boy, I really hope somebody was fired for that blunder. I mean, I feel like Dario Cueto, like would have just fed them to Matanza instead. So I feel like, you know... Boy, I really hope somebody got fed to Matanza for that blunder.
0: Yeah, so Mill Muertes versus Son of Havoc. I mean, it follows a similar formula to most Mill matches. But Son of Havoc, man. You felt like you might actually pull this one off a couple
1: Dude, of times. Dude, he, he got, like, hope spots. What? Also... Son love... of Havoc
0: elevating to top guy babyface levels here. Yeah,
1: apparently, which, hey, I'm down for. Again, still can't believe I'm fucking this in the tank for Son of Havoc, who I started off this show fucking hating. Like I told you, you would. I hate that. I hate that so much, and I hate that that means I'll probably get in the tank for Marty at some point, too, and I really don't want to think about that, because I fucking hate Marty, too. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I also love that in the crowd, there are competing chants for Son of Havoc and evil Lease.
0: I did not catch that.
1: Because I heard people going, Son of Havoc! And then there was a competing chant. But I didn't hear, like, Mil Muertes. I heard evil Yeah,
0: I don't know. Must maybe the, maybe
1: the crowd just really invested in that relationship drama and, like, you know, who was the more abusive partner. Or whatever. Um... Also, shout out to the great, uh, the great bit of dialogue on commentary <laughs> where is talking about, yeah, you know, Mill has a has a strength advantage, Havoc has a speed advantage, and and he's he's trying to break down like the the stature of the two men and like their their different physical abilities and sure. how they could use their skills to match up to one another, and then Vamp just pipes in with, yeah, I think Mill is, an I hate you and I want you to die, and. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was a fantastic line.
1: See, that was that was a, a top tier vampire line. That's going up there as like one of the best vampire quotes. That was actually great. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Mil Muertes takes Son of Havoc to the outside. Uh he ta- he pulls Havoc over to where the wooden chairs are near the announce desk and just chucks him through the table, <laughs> through the chairs.
1: Oh my god again mail out here to murderize everybody uh, and, and
0: then he, and then he and then he immediately afterwards power bombs uh, son of havoc onto the announce table which does not break so ow sorry about yeah, that yeah
1: that shit did not give way like fucking ow okay you didn't have to do that well actually he's he's Mil Mortez. he? yes he does but yes he does Jesus. <laughs>
0: So yeah, they, again, Milmo, uh, son of Havoc gets a ton of hope spots. He even he almost hits his like moon salt
1: a couple that, times,
0: a couple of times that would have prop maybe beaten Mil Muertes. And I
1: know he does like he does his little like stand up from the crouch on the top rope that I fucking love so good. Um, but at the same time, of course. Evely or Katrina can't help but butt in because she's she's there. Yes, and, and she goes
0: over. She goes over to bother on Helico. Yeah, she starts uh, fucking
1: hitting on on. And
0: evil and Ivalice hobbles on over to be like bitch. And Katrina. Okay, so what happens is Katrina turns around to look at Evalee yelling at her, and instead of doing anything immediately, Katrina lifts the rock her rock up. And the Dio and the Disciples of Death pop up uh, behind on Helico.
1: Did they not know. know where
0: the fuck they came from?
1: I want to and... know what that looked like in house. Like, mm-hmm. did the audience just see them, like, kind of like crouch crawling into place and then just standing up from a crouch behind? That must have been so much goofier without, like, the cameras framing everything. I, yeah. I, I love how much, like, adding the cameras adds to the mysticism that like these motherfuckers just kind of simply can't have irl because the temple doesn't do like lights out spots or shit like that so -hmm. they just kind of like have to set up it in real time in plain view which must have looked so goofy
0: yeah but The disciples attack on Helico and then Evilise tries to choke out Katrina, but then Katrina also chokes out Evilise at the same time and chokes her out.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. He wins uh, that one. uh, Everybody in fun and dysfunctional is getting clowned on. At one point, Mill is like biting Son Son of of Havoc, and I guess Mill has sharp teeth.
0: He does. He tries to like bite, he tries to like bite the top of Son of Havoc's head. Uh But, uh, Son of Havoc, when the Disciples of Death take out his teammates, he does a tope suicida over the top rope to take out the whole group. Yes! He he runs back, as he runs back in the ring, and Mil Muertes uh, then hits all of his shit. Uh, Hits him in the face, hits the spear, hits the the, uh, flatliner for the win.
1: Oh, God. And this is where Striker has... I think his most egregious misspeak yet as he talks about the, the, the son of havoc is on the ground and mill picks him up preparing to do the flatliner. and strikers like, yeah, he's, he's picking, he's, he's picking son of havoc up from the grave and going to return him to the grave from whence he came. Oh, this bothers me. It's just whence. It's not from whence striker whence means from where it's just <laughs> whence he came you misspeaking piece of shit
0: I they, will not let this go I will make I make a point that like they tried to do a lot of night sun allegory in the commentary because he is deaf and dark as night and, and he is the son of havoc Put, wordplay uh, however, after the match, then Katrina, you know, does her thing. She kind of slowly gets into the ring and she raises the rock to summon the disciples into the ring with her.
1: And then she licks havoc. You know, I had this thought. What would they ever do if Katrina got mono?
0: Well, I guess Mil Muertes isn't winning very many matches in the near future. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's, you know, this is definitely not what happened, but I, w- I would like to establish a headcanon wherein early in like the, the, the front half of season one, Katrina got mono. And that's why Mill, for some reason, just went on this weird fucking losing streak for the entire, like, after the first, his first few matches, entire fucking front half of the season before he finally lost to or before he finally like beat phoenix and came back after fucking forever i that is now my head canon for why he went on that weird fucking losing streak Katrina got mono and they couldn't have her licking people obviously
0: say, well, i guess you gotta take some losses buddy you can't can't do no lick no wins
1: no lick no wins absolutely
0: so after that match, we get Tejano is in the ring to cut a promo, and it is certainly a, weird a face it promo. is certainly a babyface promo that exists. Um, oh
1: God! It, he says, don't he says "I've it. never
0: been a nice dude, but there's one thing I've always been Mexicano."
1: Okay, I uh, made
0: I made a, I made a it, note. It's, it's think,
1: more than that too, because he's like.
0: Well, I, like, I, gotta, I got the whole list here. Okay, is I made I made a note. Uh, I put I he I can't be trusted by my own family. LOL. Um, thought that was a very funny line to just be throw out there casually, but he talks about uh, Chavo Guerrero's victims: Blue Demon, Sexy Star, uh, Masquerita, and he's like, honestly, I don't care about any of those people, but I hate. Chavo Guerrero!
1: Yeah, no. This is, like, the most face-born-out-of-convenience bullshit ever. Like, he's over here being like, yeah, I'm I'm mostly a giant piece of shit, but, you know, sometimes I can be a cool dude. You just gotta get to know me first. But also, I do... It does kind of fit. I Maybe this is, like, ignorant on my part. But I love how he's trying to roll with this whole I am Mexico thing in order to, uh, in order to, like, build heat with Blue Demon, but his name is Tejano, and he leans into, like, like, Texan, I cannot, I guess Tex-Mex is a thing, but I find it so funny that he leans so hard into the Texas aesthetic, but just kind of, like, never explicitly lampshades it, and is instead just like, yeah, I'm full-on Mexican, ignore the whole, ignore everything Texas about me. That does not factor at all into my identity.
0: I think I've pointed this out before, but it's funny that he is Tejano, which is obviously you're kind of alluding to Texas with that kind of name. However, he was born in Mexicali, which is the part of Mexico that borders California, not Texas.
1: Wait, are you serious?
0: Yeah, he is. He was born in Mexicali, Baja California, Mexico.
1: What? Wait, wait, hold the fuck up. Then why is he putting? Because like they allude to this being like a whole thing for like his entire family too. Why are they leading into a Texas aesthetic?
0: Who? I don't know. Oh
1: God, uh, love, maybe, love... maybe
0: maybe the OG Tejano is from Texas. From... maybe.
1: A different part
0: of the core of the state? Let me let me go check this up. No! The original El Tejano is also from Mexicali Baja, California.
1: Bruh. Yeah. Fucking (laughs) so honestly the tonal dissonance of yeah, I'm a major piece of shit, but I'm a face now. Waggity, 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 waggity. Kind of fits with the whole like I'm
0: a total piece of shit, but I have some care for the honor of Mexico I guess so fuck you Chavo
1: yeah and so of course this very interesting proclamation of newfound morality uh, is interrupted by the crew uh, attacking him well first
0: T'Hano challenges Chavo Guerrero to a match at Ultima Lucha and then yes The crew fucking, come to look up.
1: And commentary reveals that Chavo's fucking injured.
0: Yeah, oops, sorry. Never mind. Can't do that. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, then Blue Demon runs in uh, ostensibly to do something. He runs into the ring and does nothing but dodge a chair shot, and the crew bail out of the ring. Because yeah, pretty they much. Suck as fucking always. Fucking
1: chicken shit cowards.
0: But then uh Mr. Sisko takes a chair gets a chair and tosses it into the ring, and Blue Demon takes the chair and hits Tejano in the face with it.
1: Here he comes to save the dads to turn heel and join the crew. yeah, a- apparently
0: he is known as the last true, real Rudo yeah, what the so- fuck? I did not know that about Blue Demon Jr., but I guess that does check out Up him. until
1: now, they've been treating him as this, like, fucking happy-to-be-here baby face. So what the... This, for someone who doesn't know jack-fuck about, about Blue Demon, this was so out of left field, and I find it so goddamn funny.
0: Yeah, I was not prepared for uh, Blue Demon to be historically a giant piece of shit, actually.
1: Yeah, well, he's just really fucking mad that anyone else is trying to... Claim identi- identity, identity with Mexico. He is Mexico. Don't you dare insinuate otherwise, you piece yeah. of shit.
0: I made a note of some dude in the audience yelling, "What the hell, man?" <laughs>
1: I didn't. Ca- I love the randos in the audience who just get their shit caught on mic by coincidence. Fucking yes. Yeah. But after beating down Tejano
0: some more, he gets to the microphone. He's like, "You are not Mexico. I am Mexico." I am Mexico. <laughs> So he is very, uh, Chavo wins again. Uh, De- Blue Demon Jr. says he does not need Tejano to fight his battles for him. But at Ultima Lucha, he will be fighting Tahano. So Chavo gets exactly what he wanted the whole time. Blue Demon and Tahano both hate Chavo Guerrero, but they hate each other more. So Chavo is safe.
1: And I guess Blue Demon's a heel now to fight the... I guess you're a face now, Tahano. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. That that we then go to our main event of the evening, a Atomico's match between Team Alberto El Patron, which is Alberto El Patron, Sexy Star Drago, and Aerostar, Star, versus Johnny Team Johnny Mundo, Johnny Mundo, Jack Evans, Superfly, and Hernandez,
1: Austin. I, I need to express this this team makeup between the face and the heels. It is killing me, okay? Because on one hand, we have Alberto Alpatrone. Alberto still not in jail for beating his wife, Patrone. Leading fucking sexy star, Drago in Arrow Star versus yeah
0: but we're supposed to think alberto alpatrone is a technico so but
1: no we're not because he acted like a dick to johnny mundo but okay yeah but we're not acknowledging but
0: we're not acknowledging that anymore so you know i had this
1: realization when we were watching this i think i think it was supposed to be seen as justified i think we're just supposed to see fucking alberto alpatrone as morally untouchable I think we're just supposed to see everything he does as justified by default. So him being a dick to Johnny Mundo is just a thing that we're supposed to be okay with, and there was never supposed to be any fucking dissonance ever. Even if he's, even if he's fucking paling around with Dario backstage and pulling some bullshit to like try to fuck Johnny over or whatever. It's just him playing the game and doing what he's got to do. Pay no attention to the asshole behind the curtain of <laughs> cultural hero that we've set up for him.
0: <laughs>
1: Fuck, this is, oh, makes I makes me
0: I, mad. You see, I agree, but I also, I can't be this mad about it because I know we don't have much longer with Alberto Alcatraz. We so. don't? Yay! We're not going to talk about a f- about who is and isn't coming back after season one until after uh, we're done with season one. I but I will. Long I, long I long will long. just go ahead and say all I will say is we don't have much
1: long. Anyway,
0: because somebody got a WWE offer to come on back so <laughs> after like one year
1: i guess it was probably a couple years if you had time to like fucking win a A title before coming here but no, no. a year that's after. so funny so
0: don't don't be too concerned about it okay okay uh, i can live with this now i wrote wwe raw ass tag main event yeah what the uh, it fuck is because it is, but what I mean by that is, take a bunch of separated feuds and then have them all just tag team each other to have them all interact at the same time. Very WWE main event overall.
1: And you have a couple like fucking X WWE guys just leading the teams. You got Alberto Del Rio versus John Morrison.
0: Yeah, officially It is officially. It was officially set at this moment for Ultima Lucha: Hernandez versus Drago. So. Again, it yeah, goes Second baby. Star and Superfly, Drago and Hernandez, Aerostar and Jack Evans because they are two of the medallion holders.
1: Yeah, we just got to throw an extra beam in, in there because, just because.
0: Yeah, and of course, Alberto El and Johnny Mundo. And I don't believe I really – I don't remember if I mentioned anything about it uh, in the front half, but this it, is an Atomico's match. It follows Lucha tag rules. Yeah, you talked about Atomico's which uh, I was mentioned that atomicos is another word for eight-man tag, uh, no. but Lucha Rules is basically that um, if you go out of the ring, one of your teammates can enter into the ring as a new legal participant. So uh, you can still tag in and out normally with the you know, slap of the hand or anything, I guess, but you can also tag in and out legally by just going out of the ring and somebody else just running in, the idea being to help keep the pace of the match
1: up. I I actually really like that. It was confusing because I don't th- I didn't totally grasp the if you go out you're no longer Legal Man. So like there were some times where they announced like a brand new Legal Man and I was like oh 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 homest. When did that happen? But yeah. Uh, overall yeah it was it it. We're talking about a fast pace. Holy shit that was a well, that 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 match just flew the fuck past um also real quick with with hernandez versus drago set for ultima lucha i really want to shout out the fact that commentary is still hung up on hernandez not believing in dragons
0: this is it is the it is the crux of the feud that hernandez doesn't believe
1: dragons are real like the goofiest part of that promo he cut and that's the crux and what's even funnier is that, K, you, you, were you, uh, 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 Earth Three kayfabe here, objectively proves him wrong. He is objectively incorrect about this. In this yeah. kayfabe, dragons very much existed, and Drago is very much an actual IRL dragon. Yep, Hernandez is objectively in the wrong
0: about. Yeah, he's just an ahistorical motherfucker. Yeah, yes, which that checks out. Hernandez doesn't seem like a guy who's well versed in
1: schooling. Oh God, dra- Drago dra- er- er- Hernandez is over here being like the Earth Three version of like modern day like maga historical revisionists.
0: <laughs> in this is he is the Earth Three creationists who don't believe dra- who believe dragon bones are put in the ground <laughs> to uh, to lead people to Satan. So- oh.
1: My God! Please give me aggressive creationist preacher Hernandez. He already wears the cross. That would be insanely funny. I am begging you.
0: You see, dragons could totally fit on the ark. You see, because the ark was definitely big enough for dragons. Or you know how? Fucking, you can argue. You know, is is much. Do you like know how the fucking dinosaurs. big a cubit is? <laughs> that, that shit's massive. Yep. And actually, is that like the dinosaurs, all the dragons died out in the Great Flood. So (laughs) go to hell and die.
1: They didn't deserve life. God said no.
0: Actually, uh, that's uh, actually no. I will follow the Chick Trax version of history here for a (laughs) second. Dragons (laughs) did not all die out in the Great Flood. What happened was is that the Great Flood happened and so significantly altered the um altered the geography of the planet that there was less oxygen and thus not enough oxygen for the dragons. So they became stupid and easy to hunt by humans. Yes, this he does uh, say that about uh,
1: dinosaurs. Man, I fucking love Jack T chick. That Jack man was T a, Chick. Incredible. That man was a fucking visionary. Fucking visionary. I'm sad that he's gone, so we can't get more of his unhinged fucking rambling. Uh you know, you know, Austin. Sometimes sometimes I wish that we were not the ones who in fact made this podcast, and it was in fact like two other like randos, and we just happened to stumble upon it and we were gifted with a podcast with all the like tangents that were created specifically for us i i want to know if there are people out there who sit at the intersections of like all the other random interests we put in here someone who's like also a taylor swift fan, also likes a little bit of shakespeare big doctor who person knows what the fuck a chick tract is
0: yeah okay (laughs) I feel bad for anyone who doesn't know what a chick tract is. It's not wrestling related, so I don't I don't have to Okay,
1: say wait, actually, 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 wait, wait, one more, one more. Because because I feel like this can be a little more mainstream than chick tracts. Hernandez is like the Earth 3 version of all the people in like Christmas movies, all the adults who don't believe in Santa, despite the fact in that movies like it where Santa
0: is objectively real is
1: objectively real, and there is no fucking explanation for why the fuck people would not believe in him aside from is being just insanely negligent to like how the fuck christmas gift buying works in their households
0: yeah i don't want to go on a tangent about this but like I, how the fuck like how does it like obviously in real life parents buy all the presents so okay this makes sense but like how do parents like what do parents think fucking happens when a bunch of gifts that they did not buy just come in under the christmas tree?
1: I don't know. I have like a few different like head cannons about how that might work, but they're all bullshit reaches and I and I just try not to think about it at this point cuz it hurts my brain too much. Apparently, but again, all
0: adults are just too cynical that they don't even think about it.
1: Honestly, that's probably it just because thematic Bullshit or whatever you need childlike wonder to appreciate christmas again Uh, i i I don't know doesn't make sense but again it also doesn't make fucking sense that there is most certainly like irrefutable proof of dragons at this point in the lucha underground universe at the very least what is meant to be legitimate historical fact that they once existed like historical record of that shit and the fact that he's face to face with a dragon who clearly has the power to transmogrify into a dragon and has done so before, like off screen, but still clearly turn into a full ass dragon and breathe some full ass fire, and just abjectly does not believe in dragons. How does that make sense? It doesn't.
0: This is some arbitrary skepticism. He is, he is truly I detect. I think it's Detective Thirteen. I think is his name. In time to bring in some obscure DC comic character for you for a oh second. Oh my god! But there is a DC character. Who is whose entire purpose as a character is to disprove magic in the DC
1: universe, in where we're like sorcerers are a whole ass thing. Well, they they ended up
0: reconciling this by making him a mutant of a sort, where literally everything around him that is magical becomes fake magic literally does not exist around him uh, what <laughs> i gotta look this guy up make sure i got i got his name right but yes they they re- they figured out how to get around this by making him just
1: making throw on like 10 magic. more layers of bullshit
0: don't yeah, just have it be I... that
1: like he's exposing fake magician. You know, we we could have a we could have an obvious. You know, we could we could go with the obvious thing here of like he just hasn't encountered uh, he hasn't encountered any like real magic before. Like, he's, all, he's he's only encountered hucksters and shit. Somehow, but no, instead he's a fucking reality altering mutant. Except the reality altering is passive and specifically focused on just turning real magic around him into smoke and mirrors. For some reason,
0: so he never. What's the f- be wrong? <laughs> How does that even work? <laughs> Don't know. I've never actually read his comics. I've just read up on this character, and it's like
1: this is the most insane
0: thing I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> and they say Marvel gets squirrely about mutant powers. Holy shit!
0: Now, okay, I gotta go. Um, uh, excuse me while we take a break to TV tropes. Uh, if I look up arbitrary skepticism, I am almost certainly going to find this guy because we can't I just not have the name now.
1: Oh no! Let's see. Please, Duh- please.
0: I am going to find this fucking asshole. Um. God damn it! Where where is he?
1: I don't know. I, I He's too obscure.
0: I've sworn I've seen him on Wikipedia on TV tropes before. And that's where I first heard about this fucking dude. Um, of course.
1: Of uh, course you did. This is
0: this is important that I figure out this fucking crazy asshole who c- can change the world around him so that all magic is fake. Uh, oh, Reed Richards apparently dis- disbelieves magic. That's
1: interesting. <laughs> what? <laughs> I fucking hate comic books, dude. Holy! How shit. does
0: how does Bruce Wayne be an, consider himself an atheist? <laughs> How does anyone, how does anyone a superhero in that, in any universe... Um, you know what, I'm not
1: surprised that Bruce Wayne is, like, lay Reddit atheist, okay? I feel like he's (laughs) a big Richard Dawkins guy.
0: Oh, God, okay. Sorry for this tangent, folks.
1: I love our tangents.
0: This, this is all Drago's fault, because in the, the show gives him a fantastic origin of he's a fucking dragon, but does absolutely nothing to fill in any details about that so we just keep making up new details about it
1: and now we just have like lay reddit dragon (laughs) non-believer a dragon truther please please let hernandez walk into his ultimate lucha fight against drago with a fucking fedora on i will pay so much money to have that happen
0: so, back to the actual match for those of you who stayed through that tangent of stupid witchcraft. Uh, the match is, is, <laughs> ma- is very good. It is, it is extremely basically good. Basically, use the highest flyer, flippy dudes, Drago, Aerostar, Jack Evans, and Superfly to kind of anchor most of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hernandez has limited spots of him being the biggest, strongest boy mundo spends a lot of the early match trying to not fight at all alberto el patrone is kind of treated as a final boss-esque kind of character and sexy star <laughs> also is kind of in using a limited capacity
1: sexy star dicks on Superfly. a lot of people dick on superfly which is great at one point el patrone is starting to like head toward getting in the ring and fucking johnny mundo trips him and they fucking Benny Hill chase out of the fighting arena, which is, like, the first of, I think, like, three or four times I started hysterically laughing during this, like, this particular watch session. Because, literally, Johnny Mundo trips Patrone, Trone, turns around, sees him, has his, like, angry face TM on, and Johnny Mundo just goes, like, right the fuck out of there. Well, we got we gotta we gotta get. To, there's a few things I made notes of before we
0: get to that part. Okay, uh, but I, is we had uh, one time Alberto was out on the outside, and uh, I think Jack Ev, I think Johnny Mundo did start this. Is he like knocked him off the apron and out? He not like he attacked him from the apron, and then like eventually all three of the all four of the heel of uh, the heels came over and stomped out El Patron, <laughs> at the same time. Oh
1: yeah, that was hysterical. Man, I love to see some good old babyface camaraderie to beat up the vicious heel.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, Aerostar continues to do shit I've never really seen before. Uh, in this one in particular, he does like a backwards fro- frog splash where like... Yeah. He he jumps from the middle rope to on, on the apron all the way to the outside. And it's like... It's the same like diving move of a frog splash, which is like a. It's like the movement of a frog in a jump, but instead of jumping forwards, he jumped backwards, and I'm like, "What?
1: That man is insane. That man should have a far higher profile than he does because he is honestly insane. And every time, every fucking time he steps in the ring, he does something that nobody has ever done before. Holy." (laughs) fuck is he a treat to watch
0: and then right after that drago does a dive and nobody caught him he overshot it and i was like "Ah, oh, he landed right on his head
1: oh Oof. directly directly the fuck on his head i think i caught i think i caught that too that was kind of funny yeah
0: <laughs> uh, but then i does the runoff bit and her alberto chases him off but then they almost immediately come back
1: okay except they don't return still in pursuit like they just Alberto kind of just separately. casually
0: walks back to the stay down the stairs as if he has successfully ran off Mundo,
1: and then Mundo sneaks Mundo into walked. the entranceway. It didn't even look all that sneaky. He just kind of like casually waltzed back in, too. What was the point of that runoff spot? Uh I wrote striker talking about momentum. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Uh there's also something about uh it's important to impress El Jefe uh like how this is basically a giant exhibition match for all of them and god i really wonder how long it'll take them to realize that their boss is just an evil piece of shit and his attention that you could ever potentially garner from being impressive in a ring is only a bad thing hell if anything drago should know this because his special fucking opportunity led to him getting banned from the goddamn temple
0: I would also argue that, like, do they need to impress him? Because Mundo and El Patron already have an Ultima Lucha match. Hernandez and Drago already have an Ultima Lucha match. Sexy Star and Superfly. Sexy Star already uh, ha- will uh, have soon have an Ultima Lucha match. Uh, and Aerostar and Jack Evans have the medallions, which presumably will have an Ultima Lucha match. Oh God. Everything's all kind of set up already here. They don't need to impress shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So why? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to question it too hard, but it is, it is funny. Like, first of all, they, they should not, nobody should be interested in pressing, in impressing Dario Cueto. You should be interested in keep, keeping your head the fuck down and getting your paycheck. But also nobody, you make a good point. Yeah. Nobody goddamn here needs to impress him. They've all already garnered his attention for the most part. Like, maybe Aerostar has something to prove since he lost the chance, but he even has a fucking medallion. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I apparently this is when they first bring this up because this is where I have it in my notes is that allegedly Phoenix is out of action will be out of action for the next few months and will yeah. not be in Ultima Lucha. I guess we can quantify death as like what's the injury return status on that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's not just dead. I'm still surprised by that. I just kind of mm-hmm. figured like Mill would have come back and just immediately put him the fuck in the ground.
0: Well, so the status of the original first medallion remains up in the air right now. Yes, which we will I'll, we will get more into medallion stuff in the next episode.
1: Yes, uh,
0: but uh, in this episode, I basically the ending bit is Alberto El. Everyone does this thing where they all run in and hit each other with their own, with their shit mm-hmm. all in a row, mm-hmm. and then it ends with Alberto El Patron putting Jack Evans in an arm bar, but then Johnny Mundo hits the end of the world. To break it up, sexy star runs in to do a crossbody on Mundo. Mundo rolls through and pins her instead, and he tries to get a handful of tights to do that. But you know, as as is easily usually a problem with that kind of spot, three counts aren't that long, so he did not have a good grip on her tights for very long.
1: Oh no, not remotely. Oh yeah. But no. either way, but he still gets Johnny the-
0: Mundo gets I'm the sure. uh dirty win, and credits are rolling. Stryker is talking about stuff happening on the next episode, and then Penta sneaks up behind the desk and fucking and sticks Vampiro the in the face.
1: The dick on Vamp at the very that was I think time number two where I started hysterically laughing because <laughs> what the fuck he just kind of like Shh, be very very quiet.
0: I'm hunting vampiros. <laughs> hunting vampiros. Bam.
1: Yeah, yeah. Get, get get fucked. Uh. So yeah, he he attacks vamp. Again, I'm sure vamp is gonna end up like fucking apologizing for this because vamp might he, as well be goddamn Canadian. But um, then
0: he dedicate he dedicates his sacrifice to his master, and absolutely. he brings out a gasoline can and pours it all over vampiro and he he says that if you do not accept my challenge at ultima lucha i am gonna burn you to death
1: yeah which i find it funny that he's he's dousing vamp in gasoline now but he's like but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna set you on fire yet this is just the warning gasoline he
0: is going to give him a week to accept this and he and if he didn't, he would let alle- he would allegedly pour Vampiro it, pour gasoline on Vampiro a, a second time.
1: Either that, or he's just like banking on Vampiro not showering for a whole week, so he can just kind of like come back and just like flick the match and have the like sunken in gasoline still ignite. Gross. Gross. But I wouldn't be surprised if like Penta's view on reality is so fucking warped by this weird evil ninja master that he's just like yeah that's Gans. Hmm.
0: all right so that is the end of episode 35 episode 36 yeah uh, baby. opens with dario cueto in his office monologuing to somebody about the fucking medallions it's medallion and- day baby it is every match on this episode is revolving around the medallions
1: and it kind of looks like he's fucking holding the moth medallion which We'll get to later, but I did notice that early on. I was like, oh
0: hey. Yeah, and apparently Pentagon Jr. is in Dario's office that he and he is the one espousing the value of these medallions
1: to. Yeah, okay. And, and this is so fucking funny. Because and Dario Penta-
0: Cueto is like, are yeah, he wants the Pentagon to make sure he doesn't want to compete for these medallions. Cause I mean he'll 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 put you in a match for him, pal. And he, he even, really
1: wants Penta to compete for a medallion.
0: And Pentagon's like, nope, I'm good. And Dario's like, well, you know, I'll help. What if I just, just gave you
1: one? one? What if I just gave just... you He really won. Want... He's like, all these fucking faces, winning all these fucking medallions. I've had enough of it. Even though I just want to give them wins away. Wins, I just want to give them away, preferably to like people who rank high on the evil scale.
0: Yeah, but Pentagon is like, nope. Because Dario tries to, like, appeal to Pentagon's sense of of his master. And he's yeah. like, you know, you and your master, this will come great power. It'd be good for you and your master, right? And Pentagon's like, I'm a to stop you right there. Uh, I If me and my master do not care about these medallions at all, if we did, I would have broken your arm and taken them all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he just flat out says that to Dario. And Dario just takes it for some reason. <laughs> Be, Which is well, so fucking funny. Because
0: I don't think Dario's in a position to really uh bully Pentagon Jr. over anything. Because yeah, he'll then
1: yeah, just break he, your arm. He lets he lets Katrina choke him, so he might as well just let Penta. I would love to see that though, where like Penta just like vaults into like marches into Dario's office one day. He's like, oh hell oh, can I help her? Oh, Ho oh. ho <laughs> Then Penta just <laughs> walks out with all the medallion. I I, I feel like this is, like, some kind of them, like, lampshading, like, why the fuck they're not having the mega evil guy chase the medallions and just kind of, kind of shrug because reasons. Because whatever.
0: Uh, Pentagon reiterates the only thing he even wants is to destroy Vampiro, and he's gonna call him out tonight, and Dario's like, okay. Dario's uh, into it
1: just, just, just casually sanctioning the destruction of one of his commentators, because fuck you. Sure?
0: Sure, sure. Uh, As Pentagon goes to leave, Dario asks uh, when he will meet this master of uh, Pentagons. And Pentagon says that he... The master will only come when he proves that he is ready. Which... What? What? Just... Get wait till we get to the end of this, and I think it'll. I think that line makes a lot more
1: sense knowing how and who it is. So. Oh, okay. So wait, give me one bit of clarification. Does Penta even know who the fuck his master is?
0: I think he does. Okay, this does, I don't totally remember.
1: Does that makes it kind of goofy then? Because it's like, because it's like. He's revealed himself to me, but he's only going to reveal himself to the rest of the world when I've proven myself. Okay, but if you say it makes sense, it makes sense. But just like I was like, "Huh, that's a stipulation to have."
0: Mm-hmm. All right, the first match of the co- of the show is Bengala versus Delivar Davari.
1: Hell yeah! Okay, well I gotta shut this out on comment because commentary's talking about like how tonight's a big night for the medallions and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and this, this interaction between strike. Uh, so they're talking about the medallions and they're talking about like, Oh, we got Mexican Dubweiser here. Yada, yada, yada. And medallion, medallion, medallion. And striker goes, the first medallion match is going to start. Then he turns to vamp. Guess what? What? Guess what? What? Guess what? 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 It- that, that's Vamp who says what? And then Vamp goes on to say, right now. They are having way too much fun on commentary at this point. Really,
0: really finishing each other's sandwiches over there. Ab-
1: absolutely. And probably finishing each other's drinks too, if I'm being honest.
0: Uh, Alright, so as soon as he comes out uh striker goes all in on boomer posting about how delavar Divari is classic millennial who has been given everything and worked for nothing oh my fucking god
1: that was so awful DeVari really captured that millennial feel just not really earning anything here in lucha fuck yourself yeah so hard what does that mean you know. But, 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 what? The, the, he says it so casually, too. Like, he doesn't say it with the with the intonation of a bitter boomer who just fucking hates millennials. He just says it casually. Like, it's a completely, like, non-judgmental observation. Like, yeah, you know, this is this is just really the millennial field. Just not fucking earning anything. Like, je- Jesus, okay.
0: Mm-hmm yeah weird uh oh. as soon as we start the crowd is chanting golden shower at yellow at davari what i mean uh i still don't care enough about davari to take detailed notes about his matches really uh but been got but thank god he's not wrestling to hano anymore
1: yeah no uh glad glad that's over um i i will balance out my giving shit to striker just now and earlier for his like horrendous use of from whence uh i will give him this i was legitimately surprised striker somehow used the word hellacious correctly to describe i i think um D- D- davari's like fights with the hano or some shit he was describing one of the two's like bouts against someone else and he said like yeah a really hellacious match. and i looked up the word hellacious and it's like mm-hmm. yeah hellish a tough trial and i was like you're used the big word correctly Woo-hoo! i'm very happy for him so yeah far, my boy <clears throat> um
0: i made a note of a thing in the, in the middle of the match that bengala was going up to the top rope and Divari pretended to have a thing in his eye and that was an excuse for big rick to knock bengala off the top rope real put in real effort on this uh distract the ref bit here <laughs>
1: Oh my God. Yeah, no, he, Big Rick loves his shenanigans. I, what, 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 what can I say? You pay, you pay him enough, he'll do anything. All right.
0: Yeah. Match, match ends because Big Rick is on the apron, being like, come on, give let me grab him and let me hit him. And then Bengala predictably uh, gets out of the way uh, of Davari trying to push him into Rick. So Rick accidentally hits Davari instead. And malfunction then, then, at the junction. Malfunction out of the junction. And then and then Bengala hits an O'Connor roll, which is basically you roll a guy in a, like roll a guy uh in a tumble and then hit him with a German suplex. For the win, Bengala, yeah, Ben-Gala takes medallion gets the Number club. four.
1: I was kind of not expecting that. Because Bengala like just showed the fuck up. So mm-hmm. him just getting handed a medallion rules and he's great. So I'm happy.
0: Uh the continual uh once again more traditional high flying luchadors keep winning all the medallions.
1: Yeah this they're really developing a pattern here. Uh
0: I wonder, all right, like, then, what that's for. Yeah. Well I know what that's you, for.
1: Oh, so uh, it is—it is a du- direct theme. When they when they called down commentary, that was directly planting seeds. Okay, you know what? That's nifty. I'll take it.
0: That that there's a reason they decide to go that way. Uh, <laughs> I think.
1: Well, that's <clears throat> cool. I I I'm excited to see what that is. Anyway, so
0: after the match, Vampiro gets up from the announce desk to go to the ring, and it is time for a promo, where uh, oh, yeah. Vampiro says that he you know he's been around a long time. spent 30 years over 30 years wrestling and uh he's talking about this guy pentagon junior is pushing him to do one more match and the crowd is obviously chanting one more match one more match one more match the
1: the the crowd does not give a fuck about any of vampiro's personal strife here they just want more blood they want more violence also at one Uh, point we saw like clips of vampiro like in ring way back when which like cool like you got that archive footage b it's like vampiro with hair which is just a bizarre sight to see
0: yeah vampiro in his prime got this long flowing hair and he has like
1: white face paint makeup oh yeah like he he leaned fully into being just a fucking vampire
0: yeah he's a vampire dude he's vampiro what, you gotta have to be a vampire
1: Oh yeah, no, the, the, we, we love, we love the aesthetic and now he's an announcer and I wonder what the kayfabe is on him still being a vampire.
0: Yeah. So he said, Vampiro says his time has come and gone and he, he's got no ego about it. You know, he, know, he's, he's accepts that he's done, but, and then he kind of reiterates what he says in the sit down interview about how that he can kind of understand and dig what, you know, Pentagon's been doing because and he it reminds him of himself when his prime, and at this point, Pentagon comes out. Crashes the promo
1: because of course.
0: Yeah, and he he wants uh he wants uh Vampira to stop crying and to stop talking crap. He came here to demand a damn answer.
1: And dude, fucking Penta has a distinct cheering section in this crowd tonight. What the hell?
0: Hell yeah, man. They only But he's so evil! They only got people to boo Pentagon when he tried to attack Melissa Santos. And even then, that was only for like a week.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We still love Penta because he gives us violence. God fucking damn, these people are are insane.
0: They are absolutely all in on the violence. They love Pentagon Jr.
1: Yeah, when I see people like wearing fucking Pentagon merch and cheering to Vampiro one more match, one more match, I'm like, you, you don't care about... About any of the shit this man's dealing with. You just want to see someone, some more arms get broken. You
0: evil absolutely. Others. That's oh all they care about. Uh, Pentagon says if you are not afraid of me, if you are not scared, face me at Ultima Lucha. Uh, and, and the crowd Vampiro- chants, you still got it. Yep, yep, yep. Vampiro is like, my name is Ian Hodgkinson. And that pentag- Pentaclass is onto that. And starts making fun of him, about it. He's like, oh, your name is Ian Hodgkinson.
1: And what yeah, your the, name. The crowd, which like ten seconds ago was cheering, encouraging vamp, is now fucking laughing at his real name. Fuck you, people.
0: And Pentagon, he's like, I am I'll answer answer for this one more time. And Vampiro. He's, he's begging. He begs Pentagon to stop this, all, stop all his threats. And he says he loves his job and he loves his, his, his life, his family. And Vampiro says that Ian Hodgkinson is not who he will be facing at Ultima Lucha. Mm. Because the guy who is going to kick
1: his, his ass, ass is Vampiro. And everybody, of course, loses their mind. Ah, waka, 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 waka. And
0: then Vampiro unbuttons his shirt and choke slams Pentagon Jr. And then he goes in the crowd and everybody mobs him and loves him.
1: I have to say, that was a pretty fucking dope spot. And Striker is losing his shit.
0: Mm-hmm. So it is official Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro at Ultima Lucha.
1: Yeah, that's going to be dope. We've been building to it for a while. It's been extremely obvious, and it's going to rule so hard. I can't even mm-hmm. deny it. It's been goofy. Oh. It's been fucking random, but it's going to be fucking dope.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, backstage, Sexy Star is getting ready, and she has her purse in front of her, and she just goes through her bag and pulls out the Superfly mask, and then the, I guess she just still has Has it
1: for some reason
0: and then she like flashes back to this to the match where she took the mask and then she just walks off with her all of her shit just laying there she doesn't put her purse away or nothing she just leaves
1: it on the bench leaves, leaves it out the mask on top because imagery or something. But why? I feel like if Superfly's all that they'll just fucking piss him off more and maybe yeah. encourage him to rob you.
0: Maybe maybe it doesn't really bleed anywhere, so I guess it was all fine. It was all for it was all for setting the mood. But next up, match number two of the of episode 36, King Cuerno versus Kill Shot. Uh
1: yeah, they're starting to announce this match and Striker is still extremely hype about Vampiro versus Pentagon getting set for Ultima Lucha. And Vampiro goes, I'm going to kill somebody. I don't even need to wait for Ultima Lucha. And Striker just kind of like scoots the tide, scoots a little bit away from Vampiro. He's like, all right, but like, it's not me, brother. Okay.
0: Yeah. Not me though. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not me. So we, we, hi- we hint, they hinted this match a while back. That King Cuerno and Killshot would collide, and now here we are. Yes. Uh, yes. At the beginning of the match, uh, Stryker tries to go, tries to encourage Vampiro into talking about the at uh, the ancient history of these medallions, and um,
1: you can. Vamp, even, you're well versed in this ancient Aztec history.
0: Yeah. Um. Even though it's a bunch of fake history, you can tell Vampiro does not know shit about it
1: vampiro does not know how to say yes and so he's just like ah yes the 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 ancient aztec medallions you know they're aztec and they're ancient and and, and they're medallions it's
0: it's history and tradition and like that's all he says about it that's a that's
1: about he doesn't
0: he doesn't even say the seven tribes that the medallions represent
1: so hard he's a Striker just puts him on the spot, and he fucking crashes and burns. It's so good. Holy fuck. Um, uh, uh, other things from like uh from early on in the match. Uh, we begin, and I really noticed here, whoever the ref was, the ref kind of held up the tiny ass medallion bag with like the same important half as a giant fucking like title belt, which was hysterical because this medallion bag is just. So small. And he's like, hoot, hefting it into the air to be like, this is what we're fighting over. Everybody say, ooh, ah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Vamp and Striker... Oh, this is this this is the lefty ref because Vamp and Striker are still fucking confused about the lefty thing, even though they started. This bit got so convoluted so quickly that they have already confused themselves as to what the fuck is going on with it. They
0: already don't remember
1: that they're the ones who started calling him lefty. They're like, why the fuck is he called lefty again? I don't know. Anyway, then moving on. We don't need to think about so. that anymore. This is this Cornell
0: oh, kill shot was an interesting match. You felt very much like it feels very cliched to say this about two guys with hunting motif Mm -hmm. as but it felt like two guys taking shots at each other as as like hard strikes
1: oh yeah and it felt like they took time in between to like really size each other up and find Mm -hmm. the weakness of their prey
0: yeah you know they're we are not much different you and i
1: (laughs) You you have a marksman gimmick. I have a marksman gimmick. There can only be one. Uh, yeah. Also, shout out to the time that uh, fucking killshot does this weirdly lethargic power walk. Like so, so at one point Cuerno is on the outside of the ring and he's just kind of standing there, and killshot does this like weirdly lethargic power walk from the far end of the ring to the end of the ring. That that uh. That that Cuerno's on to like do a suicida onto him.
0: Yeah, he's like it's a suicida like... into like a head scissors, but, but like he doesn't run he up. Takes he's kind of like he takes it at walks. half speed to make sure he does it very
1: safely. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I didn't. Uh, I guess early swerve was still like, yeah. I don't know about this whole flippy shit thing, guys. I don't
0: know how I'm feeling about this move. Actually, we're gonna do this at half speed. Are we? Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can, just, you can just stand there and make it go to right, Cuerno.
0: So it is a really good back and forth match. Uh, it ends with Cuerno gets a kill shot in a dragon sleeper to tap out. And King Cuerno possesses medallion, a number five.
1: Oh, shit, buddy.
0: Uh, really the first of the, we're going to keep talking about this. He's kind of the first of these uh, characters to not really be like a flippy luchador
1: the to get one of these the
0: medallions. World. He really nah. only has the arrow from the depths of hell, which is he He just kind of like, likes
1: to murder Flippy Boys instead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we move on to match number three of the show, Superfly versus Sexy Star. Uh, the commentary tries to sell this as this might be their biggest match they've had against each other. And I'm like, the mask match, though?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Like, Like, that was all that shit on the line, but I guess this is the big one, even though they fought like twice before, but this is the big one for, I mean, I mean, again, the, the, the medallion is of import. Sure. But it's like, you know, some vaguely defined medallion. That's definitely cursed versus like losing your whole ass identity to, 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 to your opponent. Like, I feel like one still has a little bit more heft to it, like on a personal level. But you yeah. know, sure, whatever. We got, we got to really fucking sell these medallions on Medallion Day. Not every... that it
0: matters anyway, because Sexy Star wins almost Swashes
1: immediately. The fuck out of him! Like for some, okay. First of all, for some reason, in. like yeah, so Superfly kind of has a cheering section, so he's building up a little bit of momentum. Oh god, I just said it. he's building up a little bit of momentum, and he's like kind of starts to go after Sexy Star, and then. In about two seconds, Sexy just... Arm
0: bar. Arm bar.
1: And he taps. Squashes him like the fucking jobber chump that he always has been. Which, like, okay. Sexy
0: squashed him like a fly.
1: Hey. But, like, what the fuck was up with last time then? When he was, like, preparing to be super, uber powerful. Was it just that Sexy Star was holding back because she was still unsure about her?
0: I guess so. I guess Sexy was just holding
1: back. So dumb. That's so fucking dumb that makes no sense for her character but Get sure i guess she was holding still. back and now her power she she let her power level go over nine thousand. she released restraint level she's one she's been trained
0: she's she took off her weighted training armor and then thus won easily
1: and yeah and so but either way doesn't matter because ultimately superfly got crushed like a bug and i'm very happy really swatted down Sayo. oh uh
0: This prompts Marty the Moth to come out because, you see, uh, Marty comes in as, like, sexy. Hey, I I heard you like
1: squashing bugs.
0: Marty comes in as, like, sexy. Can I call you
1: you sexy? sexy? Fuck off. I fucking hate this guy. You creepy fuck. I hate him so much. Oh, my God.
0: Marty is insisting on inspecting the medallion that Sexy Star has just won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, m- Sexy Star agrees, because he's like, whatever, sure, dude, look at the fuck, look at my medallion I have. Yeah,
1: scoreboard.
0: And he's like, ah, it's just what I suspected. It is the Moth Tribe Medallion.
1: How the fuck, how the fuck did he know which one was going to be the Moth Medallion? Don't think about it. Maybe he just, like, memorized, like, the colored bag that it went in.
0: Maybe. I could see him stalking Dario's office just to see where where the moth medallion went.
1: Actually, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, never mind. I have no more questions. He definitely, like, fucking stooped into Dario's office. I was like, which one is the moth one? This one. And then he saw, like, Sexy holding that bag, and he's like, fuck, 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 I gotta get out there. I gotta go! Oh, go, go. So, yeah, so he, he wants to challenge her for it right now he, he
0: he tops it off with are you afraid of the big bad moth
1: and on commentary fam just goes said no one ever huh
0: like damn man don't you don't gotta be like that but, but
1: hey he said he's ready to kill someone right now uh because he just fucking killed marty right there holy shit
0: all right so then we have an impromptu last match of the evening, Sexy Star versus Marty the Moth Martinez. As the uh, match it, starts,
1: commentary wonders aloud what kind of name Marty has on Facebook, which I just thought was funny.
0: Very 2015 kind of commentary. Hey, they
1: were, like, promoting their fucking, like, Twitter earlier or whatever. They
0: were! Like, they, were they were all in on, like, yeah, guys, it's great to interact with all of our fans on Twitter. I think
1: the first time I heard them promote that shit, they're really starting to become, like, social media where... So like, hey, let's yeah, just it, mention def-
0: It definitely feels like we're at this point where like, people on the internet are have like discovered Lucha Underground. Lucha
1: Underground. So like, oh shit, we got to lean in. Any publicity is good publicity.
0: Yeah. Uh, this match goes a little bit longer than the Superfly match, but not lo- that much longer. Yeah. Uh, no. Sexy taps out Marty with another armbar to keep. He acts her like
1: the- a fucking obnoxious cartoon the whole match, and. Yeah! Oh, my God, his goddamn facial expressions. He's a great yeah, physical I performer. I'll it. give him that, but he's fucking obnoxious.
0: I love it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, we were, we were talking before the show about uh, people who have been in AEW who are on Lucha Underground. I forgot that Marty did a couple of dark matches. Wait, I mean, really?
1: Indeed. So Does he still go by Marty the Moth?
0: He goes by Marty uh, Sayus or something. I can probably find this pretty easily. Uh, Marty cool. the Moth of Martinez. Uh, d- 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 uh, Marty Casias uh, is what he goes by now. Oh, that's nifty. Yeah. Anyway, so Sexy Star has continue, keeps her medallion, and now six medallions have been given out. Phoenix, even though uh, we don't really know what's going on with him these days. Yeah. Uh, Jack Evans, Aerostar, Bengala, King Cuerno, and Sexy Star.
1: Yeah, man. The, we, got, we got a whole bunch of faces, a couple, like, one kind of, like, jackass and one super villain hunter dude, and most of them do flippy shit. There's a connecting thread somehow, and all these medallions are definitely cursed. No, I will not stop calling that out. I, I will keep saying it until I'm inevitably proven fucking correct.
0: <laughs> All right. So then, Striker takes the time to run down the Ultima Lucha card, which is when I wrote it down. So, so far for Ultima Lucha, we have Alberto El Patron versus Johnny Mundo. Tejano versus Blue Demon Jr. Uh, fun and Dysfunctional versus the Disciples of Death for the for the trios tag team championships
1: i forget did they actually call them that for the no this has
0: always been our name for them only fuck off drago versus hernandez vampiro versus pentagon jr and fine and in the main event prince puma versus mil muertes for the lucha underground championship
1: yeah that's definitely gonna go real well for puma
0: I'm sure he'll be fine. And uh, speaking
1: of which,
0: we end the episode because Dario Cueto is here to mediate a face-to-face confrontation between Puma and Muertes because simply he cannot wait three more weeks to see them come face to face. He's yeah, got a see fucking him
1: wrestling now. fanboy first and foremost. He he, just, he is he, an he, impatient he, man. Absolutely, what a fucking mark, dude.
0: Yeah, so he it is so. Outcome both men allegedly. Neither Conan does not come down with Puma. Katrina does not come down with Mill. Apparently, Dario wanted a true one v one. Did not want the extras to show up.
1: They and get they immediately, immediately get the right. right, in, right in, well, okay. So first, I want to point out they like immediately get right in each other's faces and with like a tiny bit of space between them. And Dario just kind of like slices a hand down between the two. And he's like. I can cut the tension with a machete. <laughs> yeah. And he, and, he, and he, God, he's such a goof. And I I love him, dude. He's so, mm-hmm. he's so evil, but he's also like such a fucking goofball. And I love it. And then all the extras show up and he's like immediately like losing control situation. Like Katrina stands at the top of the temple step. He's like, Katrina, Katrina, I said no one else. Katrina, what the fuck are you doing? Get out, get out here. of get out here. Of get out of here. Of and, of while,
0: of. and while he is trying to get Katrina to leave, The disciples of death are wheeling in a casket from the other entrance of the arena, and the disciples arrive, and all four of them—the disciples plus Mill—stomp out Puma. And then here comes—I really have no
1: idea what Dario was expecting here, dude.
0: Yeah, and then here comes Conan. He is arriving, and he is a whooping ass. He's got the cane, and he is whack. He is taking out all the disciples with that dude.
1: He he is wrecking house and everybody's happy to see him, including for some reason fucking vampiro who basically who I, I definitely like got the I'm definitely paraphrasing this like it definitely combined a few different things he said all into one but eventually he essentially what he says is the OG is here to protect the heritage of Lucha Libre. what took you so long to get here? but he doesn't seem to say that in a chiding way. He seemed to say that in a way that was very much happy and relieved that Conan was here, which is the number three time where I started laughing hysterically because Vampiro has had a nonstop hate boner for Conan all fucking season. And right now, all of a sudden, he's like weeping tears of joy that Conan is here to save the day. Holy shit. Talk about a motherfucking character arc. Let me tell you.
0: And as I put it, perfect time to do it because this is the last stand for Conan as mm. Mil Muertes, of course, grabs the cane and instead knocks Conan out with it and then knocks Puma it's the down end. with
1: but it. But the moment has been prepared for prepared
0: for. It. Yep. Yep. The mo- Katrina hits Conan with the rock and knocks him down, and then... Uh, dude,
1: dude, okay, I then, saw Kodan, like, sitting on the edge of the ring with that, and I can only imagine it in his head he's like, lick me, come on, please, please, God, lick me. I've, I've, I've wanted this all, all season. Come on, please, please, just one little lick, please. And then no just, licking, no. He He's gets rolled the fuck into the coffin. Well, ah, and you can imagine Kodan's in the coffin, go, damn it, God,
0: fuck it, damn it. Mil Muertes gets uh, Puma in a headlock to force, and forces him up, and forces him to watch... As the disciples of death take Conan, roll him in the casket, and close the casket. Which, as we have talked about before on this show, being put into a casket is a metaphor for death. Yeah, you're done. Conan is dead. And in fact, this will be the last time we see Conan on Lucha Underground.
1: That's he is so definitely me, dead. That's so. In the show is canon. That's so fucked. Oh my god!
0: After murdering his mentor in front of his eyes, Mil Muertes hits the flatliner, and the Death and the Disciples of Death take the casket and roll it away as the show ends.
1: Damn, that's pretty spooky. You'd think this Mil Muertes guy would, like had somebody had a, had a thing about death or some shit. Ooh
0: yeah so um rip conan uh we'll miss you in your aborted arc where you were a dick
1: yeah i still want to know work. what the fuck was was going on with that
0: yeah now we'll never know really as conan has been written off forever
1: rip in peace rip in peace yep. to the cane boy yeah miss that cane gonna miss prince that fucking puma. Cane.
0: this prince puma Will now He's have to go own. it alone for the first time in his career.
1: Okay, we're memeing it up. That's actually pretty harrowing for like how they've like built this fucking codependent relationship between Conan and Puma, mm-hmm. and now it's just done. And now Puma is on his own for like his greatest battle of all time. It mm-hmm. that's harrowing as fuck. And I have to say, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. God, the storytelling on this show's fucking incredible we it's meme fantastic. on it it's so goofy at times but holy shit does this show know how to construct the narrative both like in terms of writing and structure and fucking visually god damn does this have mm. some of the coolest visuals i've ever seen in wrestling
0: yep uh but we are three episodes away from the end of season one
1: fuck uh, Damn, that, I, I that. don't even know what to say. It's, it's just mm-hmm. this is just it's so wild. We've come so far with the show, and we still have so much further to go. But like, goddamn, this is this is so good, and absolutely. it's absolutely it, it, fucking fucking the, the ultimate lucha is gonna be a god is gonna be goddamn crazy. It's gonna be all it's gonna be unhinged, off the chain, all those other. Extreme adjectives. Shit's gonna get wild, fam.
0: Definitely. But that is for another day. Mm. For next time on the on the noobs and knockouts podcast, we return to 2005 Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Eddie and Ray at the great American Bash or whatever pay-per-view was up next. They all have a a match had a match to determine if if Eddie wins. He will he will reveal the secret to the world, but if Ray wins, Eddie will swear to not tell the secret.
1: A promise is he's his, totally going to keep, either way.
0: It is the SmackDown after the Great American fashion. we'll see the fallout from their for their from their latest pay-per-view encounter.
1: Oh man, oh man, I wonder yeah. wonder what's going on. Wonder what that and secret is. It's such a mystery. We'll have to wait to find out, motherfuckers. true.
0: Until then, next time, David, hit our plugs.
1: Yes, sir. Dear friends, thank you all once again so much for once again joining us on the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so utterly delighted to have you here. It's been an absolute blast. Returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for once again allowing us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is you use to consume our content. Just thanks for being here. New people, hey, how's it going? Thanks for being here. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all this crazy bullshit, either way, we hope you feel welcome here. We hope you had a great time here. If you would like to continue to keep having a great time with us week after week and you're not entirely sure how to do so, not to worry, my friends, I have you covered. First of all, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Hit subscribe, ring that bell, and make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh, check it all out. Give us that sweet engagement. Check out all of our playlists because Austin is kind enough to follow all the arcs and shit that we do into their own separate playlists so you don't have to jump around all that much. And hey, you can see our like beautiful faces and our like super awesome HUD and all the cute little visual gags we hide in here for all the people who deign to watch us. It's a great time. Come check us out on the YouTube's Noobs and Knockouts podcast. But of course, if you're a fan of the audio only experience, we have you covered there as well. Audio only fans, you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcasts, which of course are Spotify, our Google, our Apple podcasts. It's it's great shit over there. Come give us a listen, give us a download, give us a nice little five star rating, and a positive little review saying, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Anything you can, you know, maybe boost our profile if you think we're worth it. Greatly appreciated. But just come check us out. Listen to us there. It's a great time. And of course, you can also kind of get in contact with us at a few different places. Ain't that nifty? First of all, of course, first and foremost, we have our Twitter. You can get us on Twitter at Noobs and NoxPod on Twitter. That's Noobs, the letter N, NoxPod on Twitter. Come check us out there. We we're posting all the goddamn time, all the fucking time up in here. We, we post in memes. We, we post in the discourse. We post it every single time. We drop in brand new episodes so you guys know what the hell's going on. And, of course, the highlight of our Twitter is Weekly Wrestling Live tweeting, my friend, what is on the docket coming up?
0: Right. So, as usual, every Wednesday night on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern is AEW Dynamite, uh, the one weekly show both me and David consistently watch live. So at least one of us is usually live tweeting about that. However, I also keep up with WWE and Impact Wrestling, and so for the week, for the month, for the uh, regular pay-per-view events, we have for WWE upcoming is WWE Clash at the Castle, their first major uh, pay-per-view event in the United Kingdom since 1992. Uh, I would be watching this one live, but uh, I've checked the schedule, and that's the same night and time. As the Ohio State football opener against well, Notre Dame, so actually
1: people.
0: not going to watch that one.
1: However, I also seems am like going to be watching that that uh, that that football game too.
0: It does seem like it's going to be a pretty sweet card. So far, we have Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the UU Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Acknowledge me, UU uh Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss and Oscar taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai and eo Sky. Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. And just added tonight on on SmackDown is Gunter the versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. That is going to be a hard hitting match.
1: Oh, absolutely. Now, Absolutely for, big Now affair
0: for AEW, they're also having having their next pay per view on Labor Day weekend on September the fourth. Will be all out, uh, and so and up to date. We will and, and so far for that pay for that show, we will have the the tournament final for the inaugural AEW World Trios Championship. So if we're having the tournament right now. So far, we have had the elite, the the elite. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks advance in the tournament. And so that's an ongoing story on TV. Uh, Then we have a six-man tag announced between The Pinnacle, Wardlow and FTR versus The Lethal Connection, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. And then we have announced for the Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm.
1: Yep, we're running that. We're running that one. The fuck back again. Okay.
0: Hell yeah, we
1: are. All the other and options then, are fucking. You
0: And then, uh for Impact Wrestling, upcoming for them is on October seventh. Is Bound for Glory, one of their biggest shows every single year. And we have the main, M- the Impact World Championship match. Now it's Josh Alexander, one of the best technical wrestlers in the world today, taking on Eddie Edwards the leader of honor no more where because uh before in the in-between time from aew buying ring of honor and ring of honor being uh non-existent and everyone being fired uh, a bunch of the (laughs) ring of honor wrestlers began joined together as a faction to take over impact wrestling they mostly lose a lot but eddie edwards is their leader and he's challenging for the world title so who knows
1: i certainly don't because i'm a noob. i don't know any about this Ye- shit
0: yeah so that is what we have upcoming so far on these on me the twitter
1: absolutely be sure to check all that out it's a great time if you for some reason love listening to us ramble about wrestling and other bullshit on here, you'll love the Twitter. Our voices carry over pretty well. We're a pretty great time to 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 you know spend time watching wrestling with. We're great company. So check us out, noobs and Knox pod on Twitter. But of course, if you want to get in super direct contact with us, you can do that with our email address. We have an email address. What? You can email us at noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and this time. pod at gmail.com. Come check us out there. Say hi to us. Tell us what you think about the show. Give us requests for things you want to see on the show. Arcs, eras, companies, etc., etc., etc. All that good shit. Our other wrestling-adjacent media. Tell us our hot takes are super basic, so that they're super-dumb. Start Discord with us. Just generally come say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and Knockouts Pod at gmail.com. And, of course, Finally, there is also our Patreon. We are also the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. One dollar a month gives you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith, for being a one dollar friend of the show. Thanks for supporting us, buddy. Enjoy your perks. If you want to enjoy your perks along with Kyle, uh, give us that. Give us that nice little one dollar follow follow areno on the Patreon. Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. Link in the Twitter.
0: Uh, see you all next time. Hasta
1: luego.